Hello, hello, and welcome to the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living, Inc. I hope you guys had a great weekend and uh, keeping warm in this lovely Indiana weather. But, um, you know, we always start the show by asking how each other's weekend is going. But we have guests today, so I don't know if we want to do that today, but, I mean, unless you want to. I mean, I think it's, I, I would like to know how their weekend went. I think about <laughs> you and me, though. Not Y'all talking about we always start off by asking each other how our weekend went. It's, you know, but since we have guests, we can ask them, I guess. But So today we're going to have some of the actresses from our lovely fundraiser play, The Vagina Monologue. Yes, I did say The Vagina Monologue. And you guys have heard me say this several times, but I'm going to say it again. The vagina monologue. So I think um, you just like saying that word. Vagina, 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 vagina. No, but <laughs> I have one. I have to love it, right? I mean, I, I should love it, you know. <laughs> sure. It's man. It's man. It's the only thing I can say I really own right now. So, well, <laughs> it, it is mine. I'll let it go. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't own my house, technically. I don't own my car, technically. I pay for them, but I don't own them. But this year, it's been bought and paid for for a long time. It's, it's definitely mine. So, <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> I'll let it go today. Don't, don't let it go. Don't let it go. <laughs> but today we're going to basically talk women's empowerment. Um, the whole basis and reason why we do the play annually. Yes, it's a fundraiser. Yes, we're trying to raise awareness. But it's all about empowering each other. It's about lifting each other up. It's about um, getting healing, basically, from, from things that we've all gone through. And, and we as women, we go through so much. And a lot of times we need our sister friends, we need our girlfriends, we need our our, our fellow actresses, and, and even the actor. You know, we do need each other to kind of lift each other up. So we have some ladies on today. They will either remain anonymous or they will say their names. I don't know. I'm letting them, you know, say as much or as little as they want to. But um, this is a safe space, so we definitely appreciate them for being here today. But... As you know, it is Athena and Renata, yes, but the other ladies. And I want to be anonymous today. No. Have <laughs> your pictures all over the place. Who song is called anonymous? Somebody got a song. Why you gotta be anonymous? Y'all not gonna act like y'all know. What I don't know. 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 I Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm, that's I'm sure somebody has made one recently, but that's... I don't know what that is. Listen, I've also never heard it. I Googled anonymous songs. That's oh, you can't play it? Mm-hmm. Remember, we'll play that commercial. Yeah, we'll get it oh. <laughs> uh, But yeah, so it's, uh, it's definitely a, a song out there. I mean, it's cool. It's, Names, I, 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 I will... Bobby, I have seen Bobby Valentino perform. He's cool. He's just not somebody. I'm like, oh my God, it's Bobby. But, you know... Bobby! <laughs> but, we off topic already. It's okay. But that's what happens with girlfriends. Uh, you get off topic. I'm going to discussion. You feel about Bobby Valentino. That's what makes weekend. me feel like is that I'm old because I have no clue who we're talking about. Nor he's the, the one that, he didn't have a whole lot of songs. I'm not that bad. Not that I knew him. He, he's the one that sings, the one about, uh, so when I get to know you, yeah, oh, okay. Turn around. Yeah, yeah, I know that song. But he was, <laughs> know, but first he was in, um, was it Mister? Mister what? No, the group he was in originally, Blackberry Molasses. Blackberry <laughs> Molasses. Yes, 
Yeah, look at that one quick. You know how good it was? That's what okay. it was not Black Ray Molasses. Yeah, it was Mr. is the name of the group. Black Ray Molasses was the song. The song, yes. Yeah. And Bobby Valentino was in the group Mr. Okay. That's where he first started. It was a whole bunch of people that nobody knows no more. Okay. But he was the only one who made it out the group that, that Wait, you know. Burley. Burley. He barely made it. He burly. Okay. He, he doing okay. Anyway, women <laughs> So if y'all, I mean, but this is like I said, this is how girl talk goes, right? We start off one way and we end up a whole nother. Then we circle back around. So ain't nothing wrong with it. So how about we start off by um, you ladies can tell if you if, wait before I ask, is are you are you gonna say your name? Yeah. Are you gonna say your name? Okay. Make them your name. Okay. So no, nobody will be anonymous. Everybody <laughs> gonna tell that person. Okay. We're not gonna be bearing our souls on this show, but we will. why not? I want to talk. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to fix my life. You're not having that. But I thought you was. No, yeah. no, you're not the next one. We're not. No, 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 no. You could be. Nope, she's a life coach. I'm a therapist. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why you get her at it, right? That's why you get her at it. She's good at what she do. We're not going to knock her job. I ain't knocking it, but I'm just saying you're going to be a little bit more efficient in different things. Okay, fine. She don't want to take a credit. Kind of what your role is in the play and kind of how do you know us? We'll, we'll ask that. How do y'all how do y'all know us? Who's gonna go first? I'll go. You'll go first. So again, my name is Armadra. And um how well I'll start with how I know you guys. So I we went to high school together. Oh, time ago. Many, many moms have pissed. Oh, time ago. <laughs> <laughs> We we on that twenty year reunion this year. That I'm not yet. She's on nineteen. Like, like, why? I, I forgot. You. I always forget that she's younger than us. Just a oh, little bit. Well, just you know, because we just brought her along all the time. So that's how I know these two lovely Ooh, ladies. That like is not my buddy. Okay, I'm with us. Um, and I play a couple different roles. So um, I think my favorite one is probably the six year old girl, just because it is reminiscent of a. You know, an innocent time in my life, but I've got a couple. Of, mine are more, mine are not too heavy, which is nice. I don't have other than one. I don't have too much heavy stuff. Okay, I get to cry in peace. So this is your, this is your first year being in the play, but you pretty much came every year. Yeah, I think every year that you guys have put it on, I've been able to come. But with my job change now, I can actually be in it. I used to travel during the first quarter of the year a lot, so committing to rehearsals and performances wasn't something I could do, so I would always support, you know, in other ways. So now that I was like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore, I can be in it. And we, appreci we appreciate so. people who are dedicated to us. Amen. Yeah. They tolerate us. Yes, we're, we're a handful of times. Well, that's okay. Speak <laughs> for yourself. Hi, we're a handful. <laughs> I'm Laquita. Hey, and I don't know. I guess a couple years ago, uh, a friend of mine, we went to school together, working on our master's, and she said, hey, my wife is producing a play. Would you like to be in it? And I was like, what? <laughs> She's doing what? And I was like, okay. It was a year of yes for me that year. I was going to say yes to everything, and not that I don't always do that anyway, but <laughs> a different kind of yes. It's a different kind of yes. <laughs> a healthy yes. Right. <laughs> so that was the year I was like, I'm just going to try everything and then see what sticks. So that's how I met you ladies. And so I've been here, like, ever since. 
Um, mm-hmm. A fun fact about her is we gave her this monologue, and she was like, I can't do it, I can't do it, and she kills it every time yeah. she does it. And you know what? Every time she does it in practice, this is being total awesome. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing that. But then she want to show out when she get on stage. Right. So that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> I think that I like the roles that I'm playing this year, and, you know, maybe next year I can, you know, do something else. But I like the angry vagina. Because I think it speaks to me right now about what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. and how I feel with with things and interacting with men and interacting with other women and interacting at work and interacting at home. Um, So I'm the angry vagina person. You're one of the angry vaginas. All right. And then the person that helps keep us on track. (laughs) Praise God. So when Athena and I were planning this year, I was like, look, we need to get this person to help us out because clearly that's not our strong suit. (laughs) So, like I've said many times, I'm smart enough to put people around me who are great at things that I suck at. (laughs) That's how we started being business partners. No, no, no. Athena said, hey, we should start a business. And I said, oh, I have one. Why don't you join? Start Um, one don't mean fill in to the one you got. But it's okay. I mean. This little life. She's trying to show out because we got company. That's what that is. I do this very well. Who actively listen, they know I do the same mm-hmm. give you a hard time. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you being real to company? No. Go ahead. <laughs> my name's Tanya, and this will be my fourth year doing the vagina monologue. Yeah, and I was brought the first year by um, Melissa, who is your all friend, and I guess went to school with we you, We all went to school together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she worked in my mm-hmm. office, and I heard about the play, and when she joined our office, she was talking about it, and I was like, oh, my God, I've been wanting to do this for years, so. I've been hooked since. Yep. I know. Um, I know. I love it, and I love getting new people to come and watch it and just I just, I love everything about it. Um, I do the flood. Well, she does amazing. (laughs) An old lady talking about her first flood, (laughs) (laughs) which I feel like an old lady now. Uh, And then I do, I was in the room, and then some small pieces throughout. Okay. All right. You're welcome. So everybody say who they were. So he's going to dive in? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. So my first question is, well, first, thank you, ladies, for being willing to come and sit and chit-chat with me and Athena. Um, And so before we got on the show today, we had a hodgepodge of conversation. (laughs) We did. And so um, we'll pick some of that up. But my first question is kind of with the uh, vagina monologue, I think it's fair to say it's very empowering for a woman to kind of hear these monologues and just kind of, you can relate to all the, the struggles of being a woman. I just say the men don't have struggles, but we're about the women right now. Yeah. Um, so kind of how, I think it's fair to say all of us have been through things and none of us would have planned our lives to be the way that they are. So kind of how does that resonate with you, like the empowerment piece and just kind of doing this play that just talks about the difficulties of being a woman at times? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Um. <laughs> Nothing deep. No Nothing. deep first question. No deep. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start off light, why don't we? <laughs> um, you know, I 
which you guys may know this, may not know this, I struggled for a very, very long time with self-esteem issues, self-acceptance issues, self-worth issues. Um, and some of that was centered around my womanhood. Some of it was centered around my blackness. And so, you know, and then where those intersect, which is, you know, the fun little intersection of racism and sexism. Um, it, 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 listening to these now, the very first time I heard the monologues was in college. And I was a very different person <laughs> then than I am now. So I think listening to them now, even, you know, when I was attending with you guys, you know, with you guys, and then especially now being in the and so delivering some of the, the monologues, um, having, I don't know if you ever really get past those kind of issues, but being in a much different place in my journey and loving myself in a way now that I didn't even envision I could 20 years ago. Like I, I didn't even see myself in a healthy way. Um, it's like it makes me it makes me love them even more, right? I mean, on the same note, I think it's in, they, hearing the ones that are so impactful because I feel that pain in a way that I probably would not have allowed myself to feel it before. So it's like the ones that are funny and light and like, oh, I love my vagina, or you know, da da da. It's like, yes, I do. I love my vagina. And then the ones that are not so, it's like, man, I felt that. I felt that in my spirit and in my bones. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, the heavy ones are heavier, but the lighter ones are lighter, I guess, if that makes sense. Okay. Anybody else want to dive in and answer? I would say, um, so a lot of the um, monologues really resonated with me the very first time I did it because things that I have gone through in my life um, that I really didn't really talk about until I did get older um, because I was the youngest of seven. I was very sheltered as a child and my parents didn't really talk much about sexuality, womanhood, you know, it was all just don't have sex until you're married. It, you know, it wasn't like I didn't was told about periods and bleeding and sex and emotions and hormones. And so I got pregnant at a young age, 17, and I was molested when I was younger. And so a lot of these things, you know, when you do have your first orgasm, you're like, what in the world was that? You know, I didn't know what it was, but it felt good. Um, and I was 16 and ended up getting pregnant, you know. So I think... Um, and working in women's health for so long, I see so many women that go through this. I thought I was alone growing up, but then when you talk to women and you start sharing your story, a lot of other women start sharing their story, and it's very healing, and you know you're not alone, and you just see that there's a lot of other mm -hmm. women that go through what you go through in life. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it just gives me another opportunity to be with like-minded women, to be with women um, and just talk about our experiences because they're out there. Like, just another portal for us to go through so that we could stop living in a vacuum like, because we don't. Like, we're human. And so for us to keep things hidden, 
means that things stay the same. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm empowered sitting in rooms with women where we could really just stop it. You know, we're not one way. We're not one thing. We're multifaceted. And every single time we sit and we think it's just me, then our mental health declines even mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And so I just want us to be empowered every day, every way that we can and when we sit down and do things like this or participate in things like this or get around women who are willing to talk. Yeah. I just think it's helpful. Amen, sister. <laughs> I would say, I guess for me, I got exposed to it in college, um, and that's when I was, I don't know if people know, who knows who does it, but one of my minors is women's studies, so definitely like big-time feminist, um, just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> different person. <laughs> Very similar, but different. Mm -hmm. um, and Jess was like, oh, my gosh, there's a play about this stuff? Mm -hmm. Um it just kind of fell in love with. So it just kind of made natural sense to make it a part of Empower Living. And ironically, the very first year we were going to do it, like, at first we were told we couldn't do it, and then, like, literally everything fell into place. We didn't know how we were going to pay for it. We were just like, we'll just do it and see what happens. And, you know, God is funny, and he allows things to happen. And mm -hmm. actors just came out of nowhere, and mm -hmm. money came from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> We found a space real quick, and, like, we've never even been able to use that space again. But, like, it's just amazing how things have fallen into place. And, like, we've had conversations before about, oh, maybe we shouldn't do it this year. And one of the actresses sent my cousins out. Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, she yeah. sent my cousins out and was like, that's not an option. I'm giving you the clean version. That's not an option. <laughs> just because of all the healing and, like, the relationships and bonds that have been built from just doing this play. But you don't think about it when you sign up to do a play that, like, one of the actresses this year, she literally came to support someone else. And we were like, are you going to try out? And they were like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so, and I think every, almost everybody's kind of been asked by someone else. And it's like, okay, I'll do it. And then everybody acts shy, and then they end up doing it and killing it. Like, every time, never fails. <laughs> we don't always agree with that statement. <laughs> We keep practicing. Like I'm yeah. asking me, are you comfortable moaning? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I knew you would be, but you know what is so funny? I asked one of the other actresses to do it, and I would have thought she would have been like, heck yeah, because her personality is that way, and she told me no. And I was like, so from this point, I'm just going to ask. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think that's fair to ask. Excuse me, are you comfortable mm -hmm. moaning in front of a whole bunch of people? Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> You have to be close to somebody if you've watched them moan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid to say vagina. 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 You know what I've learned? I've learned during this that I have to be comfortable saying words like vagina and penis. And now that I have a, a young man in my household, um, my grandson, I have to make him comfortable with saying mm -hmm. penis and, and things like that. And my nieces and my nephews saying you know, penis and vagina because, you know, with the way the world is now and so much is going on with these babies, we have to make them, we have to start the generational uh, knowledge now, mm -hmm. and so each generation will become more and more and more, because we all know Big Mama and them did not say vagina, and they would slap right. us if we said buh, and like we were talking about our pocketbooks. It had to be purse, pocketbooks, right. cookie, butter, mm -hmm. biscuit, mm -hmm. and other things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that yes, we start yes. to be familiar and comfortable with saying these things out loud, because 
you know, we don't need to call it nothing else for what it is. That's what it is. It needs to be really clear. Yeah. Right? Because if your child, if your little girl comes to you and says, somebody touched my purse, we're going to think it's her purse. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, you ask clarifying questions. Right. You do. But then we go back to the fact that people don't want to talk about that. We don't, you know, like as an adult, and I'm so blessed that I, and it, it sounds weird to say, but I'm so blessed because I was never molested. I was never like that. So in my mind, that just wasn't, I will not say it wasn't a thing. I knew it existed. Mm-hmm. But in the sense that like in my world, I thought, wow, I just must be one of those people who doesn't have the creepy uncle or the creepy, because nope, nope. As an adult, I have discovered people who I have been very close to my entire life who everybody's like, oh, yeah, everybody in the family knows. And so just, I'm like, Clearly, everybody in the family didn't know because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like thinking back, I was never alone with that person, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the ways I was protected mm-hmm. and like it was known, but it we don't talk about it. Right. We don't talk about it. We're just like, oh, you know, everybody knows, you know, Uncle Bill. It, no. No, keep Uncle Bill the hell away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they it. They they get get Uncle Bill the right. And so you know, like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. So I just I so think about that. You didn't get that impression. Yeah. Like as an adult, I'm like, Uncle Bill. Who? Right. Now. <laughs> like for real. How many victims did he have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. literally, I had a conversation with one of my cousins, and he was like, "Yeah, everybody knows." And who? Who's everybody? I, I what? Mm-hmm. And this is somebody I have, and not that I don't love them any less, but it's like. What it did for me was challenge that notion that people are good or bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This can be someone who was loving and nurturing to me, to my cousins, to mm-hmm. my siblings, you know, whatever. And they also did these really terrible things. Mm-hmm. And that was such a challenging concept because children, you know, it's children, black or white. You're a good person or you're a bad person. There's no in between. As adults, we, have, we realize that nuance. That's why I raised my kids. I have boys and girls. You have a vagina. You have a penis. It's a body part, just like your nose. Okay, don't call it pussy or, you know, whatever. And my kids are older now, and they really appreciate me raising them that way, making them aware of if someone makes you feel uncomfortable, what you do, you know. And I never left my kids alone with anybody. (laughs) So I was very protective in that way, but, yeah. It's a vagina. Mm-hmm. Every There's nothing wrong with it. a vagina and a yeah, penis. If you don't have yeah. pet names, like you said, we don't have yeah. pet names for your nose. No, right, no. That's what I might. Adding all that shame. Yeah. Yeah. Surrounded is why yeah. certain things, I think. And when you have children and they talk to other children, mm-hmm. and, you know, or, you know, social media or, you know, the real housewives of whatever, and they're calling it, you know, whatever. And my mm-hmm. daughter was like, I forget what she said, something box. And I said, girl, what the hell is that? Well, I mean, what do you mean? Your vagina? You know, so you have to come back to You got to reinforce what you have in this conversation about your whatever box. I don't know what right. the hell that is. Like, what is that? <laughs> so, what's that look at it? Let's bring it right back. Let's bring that back. Bring that back when I call and make an appointment because you're on your menstrual cycle from your vagina. Like, that's right. I'm not calling it anything else, Ellie. Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? Yeah. But even... And we'll go to a commercial break after this. But even with the fact that we call it a vagina, and you can't technically see your vagina because it's inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Unless you have a hand mirror. Unless you have a hand mirror. I would yell that. 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 I would yell that
she say Nova? And, and for the longest, I would call it a car, because I would call it the wrong thing. Volvo. <laughs> You talking about a car? No! You got this thing down here. And this is why we need clarification in our school. Yes. Or in preschool. You folks out here who think your clitoris is your vagina and talking about it. And I'm like, out your vagina, honey. You pee out your reefer. Which is also not, that is right. You have to go into so many damn So that doesn't come out of that, and that doesn't yes, come out of that, and that doesn't come out of that. Has the privilege of looking at it. Vaginas up close. Let me tell you, they are magical and wonderful. On that note, we thank you for our support. We've seen them all. I'm not the only one that's So we'll be right back. Well, yes, right. So hold that thought. We will be right back after this short commercial break. To just to check, ladies, this is gonna be ladies' talk today. Okay. Our bodies go through so many changes, and our female reproductive system, as well as our vaginas, need just as much maintenance as the rest of our bodies. If you would like more information on how to maintain your female reproductive system and vagina, visit MySacredYoni.com. That's M-Y-S-A-C-R-E-D-Y-O-N-I.com. Or call 404-721-4287. That's 404-721-4287. My Sacred Yoni, specializing in Yoni steaming and Yoni eggs. Alright, so we are we're back. <laughs> and one of our lovely guests shared a a family story that we won't share the family story. But um so before we left, we were talking about just kind of calling things what they are, and how, well, first personal question, and you don't have to answer. How old were you the first time you really saw your vagina? Like, was anybody a kid, or was everybody, like, pretty much grown? I was dang near grown. Well, I actually looked at it for real, for real. Like, for real, for real. Yeah, because I, 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 I had really bad periods, so I didn't want to look at it at all. I didn't want it at one point. I was like, I don't understand why this hurts so bad. And I was so, like, in pain, I didn't even want to look at myself, let alone look down there to see why it hurt so bad. So I don't think, I think it was after I had Michaela is when I really actually sat and looked because I was like, okay, so now I'm release the baby out of here. Let's see what this thing looks like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So you don't know what it looked like before? No, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't. Pre-K? 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 You don't yeah, know what <laughs> I didn't even look at it. Yeah, I had had sex before that, but it was like, and he looked at it and he didn't see nothing wrong with it. So like, yeah, you know, scared him away. They just scared him away. He thought it was beautiful. So okay, <laughs> yeah. He likes to, you know. Okay. Yeah, he, what about the rest? What about the rest of you? Were you? I didn't look at mine until senior year of high school. I was on spring break and I needed to use a tampon. And I could not get it in. I have a tampon story. So I get a hand mirror and see if I was putting it in there at all. So the first time I wore a tampon, I was on vacation with my husband, ex-husband, and I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I don't know how to put this on. And we're at the airport, and the lady in the stall starts cracking up laughing. <laughs> and my mom was like, what? I'm like, I don't know how to put on a tampon. So my mom literally is trying to walk me through 
on the phone, had a phone, a tampon. She's like, I don't understand why this is so hard for you. I'm like, um, it's not like you sat me down. It was like, this is how you put the tampon on. <laughs> so what about you? How were you the first time you saw your vagina? Your vulva. Vulva. That thing <laughs> down there. So funny. I don't think I started seeing my vagina until I wanted to, until I had the notion to masturbate. Like, it wasn't a thing. Like, I didn't ever think I needed to see it. And I think I had two kids when I first really looked at it. Okay. You know, because I was like, there was like literally no reason for me to see it. What am I saying? So when I started to, and I started to masturbate when I got older. So then, you know, I wanted to look, I wanted to see, I wanted to figure out where, what I need to touch, what I need to do, what I need to, you know. <laughs> where do I need to land with it? Let me look at it. <laughs> I mean, I was grown. I had two kids. Okay. What about you? I'm, that's, I'm trying to think. And it's funny. So I was just listening to Gabrielle Union's autobiography. I don't know if the rest of you have ever. I'm, I'm, we're going to need more wine. Oh, mm. great read. I love it. Anyway, she was talking about the fact that she started masturbating early, but she didn't really understand the difference between her clitoris and her vagina. Mm -hmm. She's like, I thought my clitoris was my vagina. And hers was the first time she had to use a tampon is when she realized she was trying to put it in her urethra. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. No, um, and someone had, to, <laughs> someone had to talk her food. So it was oh making God, me think, like, I probably, so I started having sex relatively early in high school, like, I was 15. And so I'm thinking I probably was 16 or 17, and it was because I needed to, in my mind, I like to look at it to make sure nothing was going wrong down there, right? Like, we did not, I mean, I knew what STDs were. Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want one of those. And, and so if there was um, any kind of an itch or discomfort, I was like, hey, hold on. Do I see bumps? Do I see anything like that? So I, I would say I probably was 16 or 17 the first time I looked at it, not from some being empowered, but just like, I wanted a baseline. Right. I think I wanted a baseline of what my norm, what it looked like normally so that if, something went wrong, I would be able to recognize something's wrong. Something's wrong. Like, it doesn't normally look like that, you know, because if you don't know what it looks like regularly, you don't know what something's wrong. You don't know when something's wrong necessarily. Mm -hmm. I want to say I was, I keep, college keeps popping up. I remember being in the bathroom and thinking, you've never looked at yourself. Like, mm -hmm. so I remember grabbing a mirror and was like, oh, that's, that's what it looked like. Huh. Okay. So my story behind that is, so the first, I think the first year I did the vagina monologue, um, they made it like a big ordeal. So I had, my job was to plan vagina friendly week. And so one of the things that I did was we had a, like a vagina fair, essentially. <laughs> it sounds kind of interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Say more. So um, essentially what I had, I had a nurse come in and it was like, ask the nurse whatever you wanted to ask her. We had condoms everywhere. And then I had a room because it dawned on me, most people don't know what their vagina looks like. So I had a room and I found a great book and I like blew up pictures of vaginas. And I had to close the room off and let everybody know if you go in this room, there are a ton of pictures of vulvas everywhere so that people could see what it looked like. And it was just interesting to have because I had paper for people to journal and write their, you know, have you ever looked at it? And what was it like being in the room and then realizing that everybody's looks different and, and all that. Then we also had tell your stories of the first time you got a pap smear, which um, mm. 
Yeah. Or just an experience with your pap smear. And I, I had a very traumatic experience yeah. where the doctor was yelling. Well, it was an intern. So the intern was doing it. Mm. And this was the first time I didn't have my mom in the room, and I was freezing. And I remember the doctor said, honey, you put it in the wrong hole. Oh, and I remember my God. butt was off the table, and I started sweating profusely. And um, they took it out, and she was like, I think she asked, could she do it again? And I was like, no, 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 no you not. <laughs> you looking at it. What you mean? And my mom was like, why were you in there screaming? I'm like, because, Mom. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's important for your doctor to know what they're putting stuff in. Yeah, I'm already uncomfortable with you sticking the cold stuff in there, really. I'm so fortunate. My doctor uses plastic ones. Yes. And it the, doesn't the matter. Well, I'm saying they're, they're not, <laughs> well, not warmers. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, and the doctor that I had before that used metal, the one thing I will say I loved about this doctor was because she was also a woman, mm -hmm. and so obviously she knew the feeling. She warmed them up. So I have, I'm, I can say, thank you, Lord, I've never had the mean cold stuck with success. That's great. But just because you're a woman doesn't mean that. No. Oh, yeah, she was actually, like, I hated getting pap there because, she was rough, but like the, my male doctor has always been more gentle. That was yeah. odd to me. Yes. I certainly changed that as soon as I got grown. I did not want to see a man. At no. all. Really? I did not want you in between my legs. I feel like whenever I've <laughs> had a man, it was a man. It was he was gentler. I did have one woman when I went to Planned Parenthood, and she had like a picture of the beach on the ceiling, and they had jazz music playing. Okay. I remember saying to her, "You taking me on a date?" I was like, <laughs> right. "What's going on?" <laughs> Make, the ambiance will make you more It did, yeah. Because the conversation was good. Like, I feel yeah. like I was on a date as this woman is checking and make sure I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. End a year late. I don't care who's giving it. No, it's not. So it's not a blessing. Right. You're just like, I just, hey. 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 My menstrual cycle and just kind of what's going on with it. I didn't know that I was going to take my clothes off. I didn't groom. I got two different socks. And I'm like, I'm like, listen. And then you want to go between the legs. Not only do you want to stick that thing in it, now you got to stick your fingers in it, see what's happening. I cannot stand that. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't matter who gives it. No, I hate getting really erect in them. I've had that once. Oh, oh, I've never had I had it, and it was an older I man that older. did it. And I you called my mom, one. and my mom, she was a jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I'm just going to tell the story, though. I remember I called her at work, and she was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, Mom, he just put his fingers in my butt. She's like, what? I'm like, I met the doctor, and he gave me a rectum exam. And she's like, I guess somebody said something because I heard it. I said, girl, my daughter tripping because she was like, Once and it was horrible because he's like you've never had one. I'm like nobody does anything back there. Like, like what you right? Doing? Like I, I consistently I, I have passed so away. Like, earlier you were saying how nobody talked to you about those things. Let me tell you what the opposite of that is, which is equally horrible. Um, my stepmother, please don't be listening to this because she'll beat me. Um, in, in an effort, I'm sure, to scare me away from all things sexual. 
didn't work, obvi. <laughs> told me, one, that when you go for your pap, they put their hand in you up to the elbow. Mm. I now understand that to be physically impossible. <laughs> their fingers in your butt. So now fast forward, my parents find out that I'm sexually active. My mother's like, we're taking you to the doctor, like getting you checked out. She did this, right? Okay, gonna blah, blah, blah. blah. I am petrified because in my mind, this woman is about to stick her whole arm mm -hmm. into, which at that point I probably hadn't looked at it, right? Like she's going to stick her whole arm into my vagina and put her fingers in my butt at the same time. She told me they do it at the same time and squeeze together. Oh. None of that's true, by the way. If you're listening to this, that's not a thing. <laughs> you, had, you didn't ask no follow-up questions? Um, I was probably nine when we had this conversation. Oh. I probably still would. And I still believe, I, I, was in the, I was in the believe everything you say of your, that your parents say stage. Mm -hmm. Let's just say when I found that out, I asked her a lot of questions about a lot of things she had told me. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> question everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. So I was 16 the first time I went, had a pap. My mother was in the room with me. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I'm sweating, but I'm terrified. You know, the whole thing lasts four minutes or whatever, right? It feels like it's It feels like forever. <laughs> I know I'm going to have to be in there and have to yeah. get yeah. <laughs> So she does the thing. Oh she's, she's done. Like, she had warmed up the ducklets. I'm like, okay, this actually wasn't terrible. Mm -hmm. um, and my mother, so as we're leaving, my mother's like, you know, talking to me about it. And I'm like, I was so scared. And she was like, why? And I told her. Now, at this point, my father and stepmother were divorced. And my mother um, had no warm feelings for my stepmother. So she <laughs> She's like, I told her, you know, well, yeah, she told me this, that, or the other. And she was like, she told you what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so of course I'm sitting there like this the whole time. You know, I mean, my whole body was probably Which makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, probably the only upside was that because I was sexually active, I was a little bit more, you yeah. know. Yeah. Malleable down there. <laughs> um, because, good Lord, I was so scared. So, yeah, I would rather I don't have know. a pap smear and a vaginal scan before I go to the dentist. Really? I hate the dentist. Really? Really? I love all of us uh, like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. 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 You work in that field, so I know. Like, I'll I take hate the, both. I'll take the, I'll take the <laughs> dentist over the pap. Okay. I hate both. So Kaya, I haven't found a you haven't? Oh, you haven't? We're, we'll talk. We can, we can we'll talk to tell you when I have a great dinner. Yeah, I cannot. So Kaya, can you? So you're okay with them in your face? No. I mean, you're okay with, well, never mind. I won't even. They can just do whatever they need to do, but when they're in my face and on top of me and in my mouth. It's just too much for you. So give us some tips for those who may not have had a patent yet. Because there are some who, who are, some of us who are grown who have never had one. Just kind of give us some tips on how to maybe relax or how to make this, make the best of an awkward situation. The main thing is just kind of relax. And I try to coach my young girls or older women that are still virgins and never had one to, like, go to their happy place, whether it's knitting or sewing. I usually turn on the water in the room so it kind oh. of distracts them. And then I usually talk to them, have them breathe, and just kind of relax because when you do tense up, it is worse. And it really depends on the doctor. There are a lot of doctors that are very, very gentle if they know it's your first pap smear or vaginal exam. 
So I think just choose your doctor wisely. Yeah. No, I will say I had one doctor and he was so attractive. So it was just like. It was just like this is so awkward. It was like I felt like he felt something, but we could never date because he was my doctor. But I just remember thinking, oh, you just fine, <laughs> and you got to see me real intimately. Like we're not even going on a date. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> owned by Jordan Phillips, offering personal training, massage, apparel, and beauty. Oh, wait a minute. Let's not forget that scented shea butter, y'all. Ladies, no, it's not just for you all. Fellas, that's right. She has something for you, too. How about that beard balm? Call her today at 317-762-6412. That's 317-762-6412. Or email bodybyj7 at gmail.com. And don't forget to check her out on Instagram or Facebook at Body by J7. Get Body by J today. We can't do that. Okay, so we are back. Um, we have some really good, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> we have to be like, wait, we're doing a show. Hold on. <laughs> so um, when we left, we were talking about... Um, getting pats, and Tanya gave us some tips about being relaxed, and y'all have heard some intimate details about everybody at this table, so y'all don't give us a side eye the next time you see us out. <laughs> when you come to the play, don't look at us first. Right. Don't be like, who's the one that had the wrong hole situation? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Um, I'm past that, I've worked through it. <laughs> so, when we were on commercial break, I think a good, that's a good segue, though. We were talking about health care and just kind of how it impacts us. So, I mean, all of us are gainfully employed. Thank you, Chief. I'm trying to tell you. Because <laughs> When you're not, you're not. Ooh. Ooh. 
You <laughs> know, everything that falls to me. Okay, I got, I'm all the good things about all the good. <laughs> well, so, but even leading up to that, it's just, it's amazing, like, when you're younger, the stuff that you just don't pay any attention to. Mm-hmm. And now that we're all of us, am I the youngest one of the group? Yeah, I'm glad. Okay, yeah. so I'm 36. How old am I? I'm 36. <laughs> You may not be the youngest. When is your birthday, though? November. Okay, yes, you are. Yes, you're younger than me. I'm also 37, but I'm older than you. Okay. All right. So, you know, 37-year-old Renata is, is like, concerned about credit and health insurance and benefits. (laughs) (laughs) IRAs. Right. Right. I'm going to have to work a lot, Not unless I really, 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 really. I mean, unless I want to. It's not, you don't want to have to. You yeah. want to. I want to be in one of them old senior living facilities. I'm not going to call them folk old. The senior living facilities with all the amenities. Yeah. I'm telling you. I saw something about somebody about cruising year round yes. instead of going into one of the senior living. Because really? Because the senior living places are so expensive, the, yeah. like they're so expensive. And I was like, honestly, I could be that person. That is a like, great idea. Like, being just on the ship. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And nothing but sixty-five. Okay, new goal, new goal, new goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're summer chickens. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a summer chicken, what do you feel like are the things that we need to be kind of concerned about, or what do you wish that you could have told your spring chicken self oh. that your summer chicken self knows me? <laughs> you know what? To advocate. One of the things that I hate doing when I go to the doctor is when I feel something is happening to me, mm-hmm. it's minimized, mm. and then you just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know. And yes. so I would tell my young self, sit your ass in that chair until that person hears you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes when we're going, we're not seeing people like us. Like I'm not seeing a black woman. You know, I'm not seeing a black man. And so now that I'm older and I know what our um, statistics look like <laughs> in healthcare, you know, because I've been reading about it, it's like, nope, sit in that chair. Don't just let it go. Sit yeah. there. Or change. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to change because, you know, you know your body. It ain't all, you know, science, well, it is science, but 
it's layman. Stuff is just layman. I feel something. It's not right. I want you to look at it. You oh, don't do that. Just, no. Yeah. Every patient is different. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And, and that's why doctors are practicing because they don't know. Mm -hmm. Because I walk in there, all five of us will walk in, and we can have the same same symptom, but it won't be the same mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I've had to, as we've gotten noticed, mm -hmm. that's something that I've learned too. Because even with advocating for my grandmother, she's 90. Yeah, she's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I think to, pe to people look at her like, oh, she's, she's close to dying. So they just treat her like she's nothing. But I'm like, no. We have people who love her. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. you're going to see this, this angry black woman. And yes, I'm going to be that angry black woman in the hospital. So if y'all hear about somebody getting arrested in Methodist one day, it's probably me. Let's but, not. Let's <laughs> not. I, I'm serious. So they be playing me for a dummy, though. I'll be like, okay. They do, and that's offensive. Yes. You they know. Do. But so they are the last time. And, right. And then, then I need to call the advocate people because they were so coming in the room. They didn't come after they heard my angriness. But, um. You know, just basically advocating for yourself is something that I've learned that I have to do now because even with jobs, like, you go in there, yes, there there is a paycheck involved, but you still have to go home. You still have to live your life. You still have to be stressed less as much as possible. And you have to be able to, to go home and be able to depress, you know, get all this stuff out of you because it's, you go to work, you're stressed out, you come home, you're stressed out. you got to have somewhere where you have relief. Yeah, and in mm -hmm. the jobs these days, you're a number. So if you don't treat me like a number, I'm going to treat you That's like some jobs. That's not true. Some jobs. I mean, <laughs> living, I'm a, I'm a number boy. I'm a living. Oh, yeah. Are you a number? No, you're not. <laughs> you want a what number? You're number two. <laughs> You do have some credentials that look really nice on paper, I'm just saying. Well, not like paper, though, but yeah. Advocating for yourself to somebody tell my younger mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Diana Madra, which one? Uh, I'm thinking. I would say don't worry about what other people Ooh, girl. Or that's a word. What people are doing. <laughs> you better Yeah, especially with all the social media out mm -hmm. here. I just feel like a lot of people are down on themselves or don't think they're important or unlovable or worthy because they see all this social media that sometimes can be fabricated or fake. Mm -hmm. so don't worry about everyone else. And my motto right now is, I'll be me. You be you, and we'll just all be happy. You know what, though? I couldn't imagine what Renata would have been like if, if the social media that's around today was can around I, back then. Can I tell you, I probably wouldn't be here. I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. Thinking about how fragile my self-esteem was, yeah. mm -hmm. and I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure, but I, because, because I struggle... And I put on a really good facade. Like, I had to be like, oh, I know you've never struggled with these issues. You don't. No, you don't. You don't know that. <laughs> because because I, all the lie always came across. And I, I am very a naturally outgoing and happy person. But inside was a lot. So I'm thinking about, like, the ways I was bullied. Mm -hmm. But I could escape it, right? Like, when I, when I left school, mm -hmm. then it was over. This social media is 24-7. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like to Tanya's point, people put up a facade mm -hmm. so it makes you feel like I'm the only one hurting. I'm mm -hmm. the only one dealing with this. Yeah, I, that's probably what I, what I would tell my younger self. Yes, don't be worried about what other people think of you and all that. 
like you're enough. Yes. You you mm -hmm. are you are more than more than adequate exactly as you are. You don't need to try to be and actually more than that, that person who's trying to tell you that you need to be somebody else actually wants to be you. Mm -hmm. exactly. And what I've realized is a lot of people will hate you for being your authentic self because they're afraid to be their authentic mm -hmm. self. Like or jealous. They're mm -hmm. jealous because you are whatever or and it's always people you don't think. Like, you look at a person who seems to have it all. I think about, you know, somebody I've known a long time who was the pretty one, and they had this, and they had that, and I was like, well, there's no way that this person is jealous of me because I was, as y'all remember, mm -hmm. <laughs> in high school years was a little rough. Look, I own that, okay? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, what does that mean to me? Like, faith hasn't changed. The upkeep, though, the upkeep has, has done some, there's been some work. Um, and so, you know, like, so, so, you know, it made no sense to me, like, that this person would be jealous of me or would be wanting to, like, tear me down because I was already down. Mm -hmm. And it takes, it took someone else's perspective to make me realize they knew I would eventually come into my beauty. But that was all they had. Whereas I've always had a personality that you people And she's likely like ridiculously smart. Like, well, what was your, what, what were you? <laughs> what, what were you? You were the salutatorian, were Yeah, you? yeah, but, okay. Like, Out of the class of 800? Yeah. Like, there weren't that many. I mean, it was like, no. Our class was huge. <laughs> okay, I'm saying, when we graduated, it was like three something. It was like four, six. I was like one nut at beautiful and wonderful and that you don't need to prove that to anyone. And I have the luxury of talking to my younger self too, Ella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, all the time. And in my home I have everything everything I could imagine, like when I was going through <laughs> my divorce. I do. Like it's it's, it's no, no affirmation. And, yeah, yeah. And so I have them up. And one day I was talking to my younger self. She is my youngest daughter, and I had to bring her into the bathroom because we were just having this conversation about social media. And, you know, like I have rules. If you have a code on your phone, your phone is gone. You know, I should be able to check it, you know, like those things. But she was having a rough day, and I brought her into my bathroom because she thinks, oh, mom, you're so pretty, which that's another whole conversation for the talk show later. So you, like, you said we need to do a part two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Like that's the bane of my existence sometimes. Like you're pretty. Okay. 
So I brought in the bathroom talking to my younger self. I noticed because I had to tell her, Allie, this is why I put this one up here. Mm-hmm. This is why I put this one up here. This is why this is there. This is why that is there. And you need to know that. I mean, you need to know that women, you know, you're going through this as a little girl, that other little girls go through mm-hmm. these things too. Mm-hmm. And so know this. And so I had to tell her all the things. Because I'm like, Allie, you know, no, you're not, you know, not intelligent or, you know, you're not fat. Or, and even if you were heavy, it's that's, fine. That's not where your body No one should body more. shame you yeah. because we don't have all the same bodies. We don't have all the same features. Her hair is a thing. You know, I want my hair to be down here. Well, I need less than She can buy that when I try to tell my friend. <laughs> it, it ain't. You may and have so a pretty that. face and you can have an ugly heart. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I know at least oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard, but I've talked to my younger You know what? I know the blessing in the fact that you can give her that because mm-hmm. my mother was not able to give me, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, like, and, again, as an adult, some of the things I'm finding out that my mother dealt with, I'm like, oh, okay, certain things make mm-hmm. more sense. But when I, like, so when I was in the, we all know, middle mm-hmm. school girls are evil. They're people. They're horrible. They start earlier now, but I'm saying like the middle, the 12 to 13-year-old girl is the most, I'd say, sadistic being on the planet. And so being awkward and skinny and poor and going to school with people who made sure I knew that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I come home crying to my mother. Like they're picking on me, blah, 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 blah. And my mother, bless her heart, because sometimes I think she was too smart for her own good. It's like when people do things like that, you know, they're just trying to make you feel bad about yourself because they feel bad about themselves. So it's fucking working, Mom. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, what do we do next? I didn't say that because my mother would have, would have. We understand. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, it's working. I feel terrible about me, you know, so. I had to fight that battle yeah. on my own in a lot of ways because my mother didn't have it to give. Mm-hmm. So it's a blessing that you have it to give to your daughter mm-hmm. that they can my nieces and mm-hmm. my great niece. Like I, it, I affirm them as much as I can, mm-hmm. and I'm real funny about affirming like boss kids and girls because I deal with that as well. So that's a conversation. Okay, <laughs> okay so yeah, yeah. Okay, the, so when the, y'all when y'all free again? <laughs> when y'all free again? <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really think it's, it's it's a good thing to have uh, a group of women actually talking because I mean, and I know we got to end the show, but I struggled a long time with having females as friends because I didn't trust them, and because I've been going through bullying in middle school and high school, everybody swears I was popular, but I don't even remember that. But it was like I went through my own form of bullying in high school because I was a little bigger, and of course, I had big parts to me. So it was like, you know, but I stayed away from women mm-hmm. a lot. And I think now that I've gotten older and I'm like, okay, women aren't that bad. Some are. Mm-hmm. And so I try to surround myself with people who mm-hmm. who are positive as women. So I do think this is important to have, uh, you know, ladies talk and ladies empowerment and lifting each other up. Because there are a lot of women who are like me who do not deal with women because of the vindictive uh, status of uh, behavior that has been, you know. But anyway. So... <laughs> Right, we're going to continue this conversation. We'll have to have a part two. Part and two. tackle. Um, three to four colors. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to tackle colors. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, that's going to have to be an extended show. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, that's where the kids said that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dark skin girl. I am. I am. That's. 
Yeah. That's, okay. That's one of my soapboxes, but we'll we'll offer yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, y'all, for uh, news on when part two, three, and four. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we might we might have three new codes. <laughs> 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 Just uh, stay tuned. Great show to go to our website www.empowerlivinginc.net to check out the show times for the Vagina Monologues because we do need your support. Yes, that. yes, yes. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. And uh, have a great one. Bye. Bye. Bye.